rocking across the USA every Saturday for 21 years, coming up to 22 years running. As of January 1st, 2013, a couple weeks away, we'll be celebrating 22 years on the air, and we are so glad that you're part of this program. David Essel Alive, America's Positive Radio Talk Show, every Saturday on XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And later on in the show, if you're not part of our text club yet, the text club is blowing up. It get, become a part of our texting club because then you can listen to the show live on your iPhone, your smartphone, whatever you got phone. You can all of a sudden listen to it wherever you are. Just like one of our listeners out in Kansas listens to the show on her smartphone while she's feeding her cattle. Swear to God, it's the truth. And if you remember last week, and if you saw my Facebook page, this very woman, what a sweetheart, her and her husband have this cattle farm, and she named a cattle that was born just before a calf, I should say, not a cattle. She named a calf that was <laughs> that was born right before the show started, David. Isn't that adorable? So I have a calf out in Kansas somewhere with my name on it, and I just love that. So you can listen. but Do what she does. Listen to the show on your iPhone, your smartphone, and we'll give you that information later on. 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, uh, and streaming, as I mentioned. For your friends that don't have XM yet, they can listen to us streaming at talkdavid.com. It's Pure Positive Radio. In a couple minutes, I'm really excited because this topic, money attracting more money, achieving greater financial resources, independence, letting go of belief systems that are holding us back from making the money we want, all that kind of stuff. It affects about 99.9% of the population. Morgana Ray is going to be with us. She's the author of the book Financial Alchemy, and I'm really excited to bring her information to our listeners here around the world because it's needed. Oh, my Lord, there are so many of us that could be making so much more money, enjoying a less stressed existence because money isn't the big argument maker, right? Morgan is going to give us ideas on how to uh, move ourselves to a new existence. So that is going to rock. Um, 1-800-548-8255. Here's something, Justin. Your last guest discussed emotions and depression uh, can you share a story relating to this correlation? Oh my lord! Thousands of stories, right? Let me try. Uh, let me tell you this one story. So, a client from the West Coast uh, who had been struggling with depression for thirty-five years, I think it was. We started working together. Been on all kinds of medications. Been to all kinds of doctors, and and no one had really gotten to the core of the emotion, the deep submerged emotion that we don't want to deal with. And in our work and through the writing exercises, we found that she had this huge resentment, justifiable when she was a young girl, at her father for incredible emotional abuse, um, not physical abuse, emotional abuse, abandonment, etc. The, the, the lines went on and on and on. And, of course, you know what happens with a lot of us as we age? We feel guilty going back and digging up those things because we're not supposed to be resentful at mom and dad and feel anger at mom and dad. Well, long story short, when we found these emotions and did the processing to get through them, within, I mean, I think it was a six-month period of time, she saw a 70% reduction in her depression. And this is a woman who was not only depressed but close to being agoraphobic, meaning that she left her home, but reluctantly, like she really didn't like to go out in public. She did to shop for food and those things, necessities, but otherwise she was in her home. 
35 years of carrying this, and then 70% of it gone after six months of doing the deep emotional work. So as Julie Simon, our last guest, just said about emotional overeating, you know, that can create depression. And then what creates the depression that a lot of times we use food to try to self-medicate? It could be the resentments, the anger, the guilt, the shame that we don't want to deal with. Get with a professional. If you find yourself listening to this, nodding your head, if traditional medicine has not worked, there's a darn good chance, even if it is working, there's a darn good chance there's submerged emotions that if released, you could rock with. Absolutely. 1-800-548-8255. So how would you like to become a money magnet? How would you like to look at money in such a fun, effortless, light, easy, breezy, fairy way that it just came to you? It just came. Morgana Ray, author, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. She's been on ABC, PBS, NPR, Wall Street Journal. Morgana, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I (laughs) love everything that you were sharing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, you bring quite a pedigree here, girl, (laughs) Of, of all this work that you've been doing. Yeah. Well, and the irony is that while the financial results of the work are really obvious and really easy to measure, I mean, that's the great thing about money is it's really easy to measure numbers. Uh, the work is really not even about money. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a coach. And mm-hmm. all those things that you were sharing about happiness and wanting to live or not wanting to live and the way we stuff our emotions with food and the early childhood traumas, Everything that has anything to do with how we measure our worth and worthiness and our lovability and our safety, it all shows up in our relationship with money. Mm. Whether we don't make enough and we can't get paid what we deserve for our contribution, or if we make a ton of money and we are even better at getting rid of it, it's Mm. not an accident. And so that's what I want to be able to help people in the world because it's such an area of pain. It's the number one excuse for everything that we can't have or do or be. And when you get rid of the excuse, then you really get to take on your life. Now, in, in the, the, sec- the subtitle of your book, Morgana, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation, could someone who st- has struggled with money from the time they were 15, let's say they're 30, 45, 65, 75, so we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50 years of struggling with money, not understanding money, not liking to talk about money, all those kind of things. Could they turn 20, 30, 40 years around in a year or less? Um, I have this new client named Caroline Connors, and I'm not breaking confidentiality. We actually have a video of her talking to the camera, and she's in her 60s, and she did the process that I teach in my book and made $86,000 within a day. And she's added another 12,000 to it. I don't believe that change really needs to take all that long. Wow. Okay, now let me ask about Caroline. So what did she do to earn $86,000 in a day? Well, this is the funny thing. And she had been fighting. She's a healer. And she had been fighting with Medicare for a year. And they kept rejecting her claims and rejecting her claims and rejecting her claims. And when she did the work, the inner work, and this is the, this is that weird synchronistic thing that just happens so much that, um, I accept it now. 
she did the inner work, uncovered all of the reasons that she would repel and protect herself from money. All of, and it really deals with, you know, things that don't even really have to do with money. Things that have mm. to do with love and relationship and all that kind of stuff. She did the work. She did my process of personifying her money monster and getting, ending that relationship and then personifying her new relationship with money. And feeling that trust, feeling that love, having a conversation with the new money, finding out what her new money wanted and needed so that he could help her be happy. Mm. And out of the blue, she received the $86,000 that she was owed that very morning. It showed up in her bank account. And here's the funny thing is she hadn't changed anything. She hadn't changed the codings, all the reasons that they kept rejecting her claims. None of that had changed. Just somebody's mind had changed out there, and they deposited the money in her account. But it doesn't end there because we don't want you to just sit on the couch and wait for your money, honey. (laughs) fairy to live your life for her the next thing is her money said you know and he's this hot guy her new imaginary relationship with money she personified him as this hot guy which i highly recommend if you like guys and if you like women then you have a really gorgeous romantic woman um right but her money said i need you to do your taxes you've been postponing it for uh since april and i guess we're in november now Mm-hmm. And I need you to really pay attention and 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 not hide from me and do your taxes. So she did her taxes and discovered that she's going to get another $12,000 back. <laughs> and then I talked to her this week, and someone who owes her tens of thousands of dollars, who has been avoiding her calls and avoiding her for a year, turned around this week and is getting together the money to pay her back. That is so, beautiful. It's not like she's just sitting around with, you know, waiting for the money, honey, fairy to live her life for her. She's in action. And there's this combination of the actions that she takes. And when you're in alignment and you don't have to protect yourself anymore, you remove this obstacle. But my favorite thing about her is because. You know, she shares the money stuff with me, as, and, and she doesn't even share it right away. It's like, I didn't, <laughs> it's like, oh, the money thing comes in at the final five minutes of the coaching call. Um, right. Because when she comes to the call, she's like, Morgana, I feel so alive. I feel more mm. alive than mm. I have in years. And she tells mm. me all about her relationships and her employees and all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I'm going to talk about money and how to change your relationship with money. But you, that's why I'm so delighted that that I'm having this conversation with you, David. You understand that it's so much bigger than that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and to back what you're just saying right now, Morgana, I know because you and I do very similar work. And I know people that have come in that have made a lot of money and they've lost it, and they'll come back and they'll find a new business, a new investment, a new something, make it a lot, and lose it again. And they're sitting in front of you totally perplexed as to wondering, are they not skillful enough? Are they that dumb? You know, how could I be that stupid to invest in this company? And it isn't about stupidity, because these are some pretty smart, intelligent people. It has to do with this stuff underneath, this this monster. I love that word, this monster. 
And when we come back, Morgana, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Morgana this question about what is that biggest emotion? What's, what's the hairiest, the nastiest emotion surrounding money that most of us, if we would take a look at and process through with the help of her book, Financial Alchemy, could radically improve our relationship with money, with life, and most importantly, with ourselves. Morgana Ray, my guest, MorganaRay.com, Morgana, as it sounds, R-A-E.com, MorganaRay.com. Check it out. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 21 years on the air, 1-800-548-8255. Text us, 941-266-7676. I am David Essel. Stay right there. We had every topic that has to do with becoming more alive, happier, healthier in every area of our existence. 1-800, toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 800-548-8255. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. My guest right now, Morgana Ray, uh, a coach and author of the book, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. Morgana, the number one fear that blocks people, or is it a fear, the, the number one emotion that blocks people from living the life that they really want to live financially would be? Well, I hate to categorize everybody as the same because it's such an individual journey. But the place where people need to be to have a change is there seems to be a critical mass of hurt, shame, and fear. So I'm totally cheating here and kind of mushing (laughs) together three totally (laughs) different but related emotions. Um, Okay. Shame, shame, hurt, and fear. Yeah, it's, it's that, it's the monster itself. When, when you've really done the work to uncover all the hurt and then personify it, this monster will be so evil and so powerful that you really know that there's no way that you can live with it. Mm. There, uh, the, the worse it is and the stronger your motivation to end this relationship because, because it's money. You know, we, we, it's, and, and especially if you're, you know, on a personal development path and you're into forgiveness and all that kind of stuff, we don't want to forgive the monster. The monster will kill you. That is the role of the monster. We want it to be so big and so bad and outside of yourself so that all of the meanest, most self-punishing things you've ever said and all the most hurtful things that have ever been said or done to you are there in the monster so we can get rid of it all at once. And, all, all of our money issues are related to this. It's like there's no separation between money and the rest of our lives, which is why it's so useful to start with this relationship with money. And right now, Morgana, and I say right now, in the last six, seven years around the United States of America, um, these, this, this monster, these emotions that have been undealt with have been working in overtime, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, that's. That's how I ended up in the Wall Street Journal is it it really has come to a head and it's it's like our relationship with money has become so dysfunctional that it's time for a relationship correction. Mm. 
What money was the what? Oh, what go on. What was the greatest challenge that you've had with money, the greatest block that you personally had? Well, for me, I've always been a great student, you know, good girl, overachiever. Being able to give value and get results, whether it was good grades or results for clients, that was something I could do. But what I couldn't do was get paid. And it didn't make sense because I had the diploma and I had, you know, the college diploma and I had the, the coaching certification and I had the, this amazing string of uh, testimonials and results. And 10 years ago, I was struggling to make $100 a month. Mm. I had, you know, Ivy League diploma, so what? All these promises, <laughs> do well in school, mean nothing. Right. So, yeah. And and nobody else's program was working for me. And I'm like a good student. So I had the vision board and I had the millionaire mindset and I had the sales conversations and the website and the brochures. Didn't matter. It was like I had a superhuman power to repel money. And I had to find a solution. And to my shock, my solution wasn't – what worked for me wasn't – Nobody else was doing it. I've looked. I, I had to make money a person before, before mm. my financial situation made sense, mm. and then I had to change that relationship. I really believe I, that if you're out there and you are struggling with something anywhere in your life and nobody else's program is working, I believe that you are birthing something new. Uh, not the most pleasant thing in the world, mm-hmm. but I really believe that this is how we bring something new to the world. It's like a difficult pregnancy. And so back to you know my story in my book is I changed my relationship with money in a really specific six-step way that is the first part of my book. It's the first section of my book. Um and the next day, four people wanted to hire me at double what I'd ever charged before. And they've been coming, and they've been coming. Mm. And mm. now, you know, 10 years ago, I was fighting so hard to make $100 a month. And this year, I can make $100,000 in a month, and it's easy. Morgana, stay right it. there. I oh, I love <laughs> I love that statement. We're going to come back, Morgana. We're going to come back really quick hit, and the, and the question I'm going to ask you, I want you to be thinking about is I would love for you to give our listeners the two most crucial steps to take today to get to that mindset of saying I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars a month and it's easy. I want people in that mindset, Morgana Ray. So I'm going to ask you to come back with the two most important steps. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive. Stay right there. We're going to find out the two most important steps for you to take for money. I'm David Essel. Shine bright like a diamond. Find light in the beautiful sea. I chose to be happy. You and I, you and I, we're like diamonds in the sky. Positive. Talk radio. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Love that song. Isn't that just a gorgeous song? 800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. My guest, Morgana Ray, author of the book, 
Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. For more on her, because we just have time for one more question, more on her and her book, please visit MorganaRayRAE.com. MorganaRay.com. Okay, Morgana, so you've had a few minutes to think. So if there were two of the most important, viable points that our listeners could gain from you to get them moving towards that beautiful mindset that you have. You know, the mindset that, that you just talked about, the ease of bringing money in, the ease that you got to bringing in $100,000 in a month. What would those two steps be? Well, I don't actually believe in mindset. I believe if mindset was good enough, we'd never have to diet because we all know intellectually what we're supposed to do. But when I imagined, after getting rid of my monster, when I imagined money as this guy worthy of my deepest love and admiration and romance, I started treating money very differently, and it changed my whole life. So I'm going to boil it down really into the first point is is to put love first. It's not about the cash. Even if all of my cash plummeted tomorrow, I would be upset. I might yell at my money. I might have a fight, but we would make up, and he would tell me what I needed to do because I would choose love. As long as we're counting numbers, there's this scarce, constricted, fear-based relationship that doesn't bring out our best and our wisest and our most resourceful state. So Mm -hmm. I would change the relationship with money and make money a person before you make it a thing. And I'm having a book launch on January 23rd so that when you buy the book from Amazon on that day, you're going to get showered with gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Gifts galore. And a three-day telesummit is coming up if you go to MorganaRay.com for free with my some of my dearest friends and heroes like Bob Doyle from The Secret and Christopher Howard, who's been like one of my mentors and closest friends for most of the decade. I It, it was so magical for me. I just asked, and everybody said yes, so mm. that I can give this to you. <laughs> right on. Right on. I'm so fortunate. And, yeah. And that's January what? January 20. Three is the launch. The Telesummit is the week before, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So if you just go to my website right now, Morgana Ray, which is spelled R-A-E dot com, you'll see uh, on the menu buttons for the book launch and the Telesummit. It doesn't matter which one you choose. It just will put you on my list so that I can give you the information to get all the good stuff. Well, here we go, gang. Okay, so follow Morgana's recommendation. Create money into a lover. Get rid of the monster. Bring in the lover. And let's all rock together. Morgana, I love, I love that analogy, as a matter of fact, of money as a lover because you will treat then from an emotional perspective. You'll treat money differently. I think that's splendid. What a great creative idea you have. Thank you. You are welcome. And I'm going to wish you the best. And I know we'll have you back on again and we'll talk more about success and money. Sound good? I would love that. Good. We'll make it happen. You have a beautiful holiday. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. Text us at 941-266-7676. Here is an interesting holiday question that came in uh, asking your advice and maybe your listeners who have this challenge. I've been married one year. I have two children from the previous marriage, two and four years of age. 
My wife has one child from a previous marriage, age two. I'm Catholic. She's Jewish. Okay, this is why this is a holiday perfect timing, a holiday question. I'm Catholic. She's Jewish. She wants the kids to be raised in both religions to be well-rounded. I think it's way too much work on me and the kids. I want to raise my kids Catholic, and she can raise hers Jewish. It's getting heated between us. Please help. Have you ever had, were you ever in a relationship with someone from a different religion and children? 1-800-548-8255. What would you recommend that he do? Would you recommend that he relent and just go, okay, he, his complaint here is that it's too much work on him and the kids to learn two religions at the same time. Now, his kids are two and four, and he's been raising them Catholic by himself, right? And his new wife is saying, no, 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 we need to do it all together as a family, and everyone learn all both of these religions. Would you agree with him that they should keep it separate if he feels it's too much work? Would you agree with his wife who's saying raise them all together in both religions so that they know more about and respect more about multiple religions? What do you think? I'm interested to hear your opinion. 1-800 is the number. Call us up, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Text us on this topic at 941 266 Seven six seven six. Would you would you go along with the wife? I mean, is there is there a, a side here that you would take? And and here we are in the middle of the holidays, right? And they're going through this whole stressful experience together over religion. About which path to take? Do we take take the path where that everyone celebrates and learns more about both religions? Do we take the path where we keep the children separate? And now I know, and as a matter of fact, we just got a text in saying, how come this wasn't decided before they married? And that's a great point. And that's, I mean, it's a very valid point. That's 2020 hindsight. And thank you so much for the text. But it isn't valid right now (laughs) because they did marry, right? It's like you can go, okay, that should have been taken care of. And yes, you're right. 100% correct. These type of issues should have been taken care of. Uh, They've been married for one year. So more about 13, 14 months ago, this should have been figured out. But it wasn't. So here we are. So let's come up with a solution. 1-800-548-8255. Do you side with the wife? And do you say, yes, raise kids in both the Jewish and the Catholic tradition? Do you side with the husband who says, look, we're overwhelmed as it is, trying to learn Judaism at the same time I'm teaching my two- and four-year-old Catholicism. It's just not working. What do you think? Should the guy relent? Should the woman, should his wife relent? Should she say, well, okay, you know, we've been married for a year. Maybe we can go down the road. Maybe down the road we can start thinking about these different religious things and bring everyone together. Is there something that you feel would be helpful for this couple in order to come to a conclusion and move forward in their relationship? It, and, of course, it's going to come up right now because the holidays are amongst us, so it's going to add a little bit more stress when you're saying we want to teach What's going on in my religion? But I'm overwhelmed, and can we wait, or can we just shelve that idea, right? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Would you side with the wife who's saying, let's raise this family as a co-joined religious family learning both 
the Catholic way and the Jewish way? Would you side with the husband who says, you know what, this is overwhelming for my two and four year old. Can we just stay together as a family, but do our own thing? 1-800-548-8255. What do you think? What do you think in regards to, to this? This is heated right now. And he said it's turning into heated arguments between us. Let's go to Oklahoma. Tyler, you're on with David Essel. David, good evening. That's a, an interesting possibility. It seems it's going to be hard depending on the kids. I mean, you're going to have uh, a give and take depending on their ability and capacity and their interest if you want to bring a child up in both religions. That's asking an awful lot of them. Unless you want to bring up a rabbi and a priest, well, then you're looking at the possibility there. But right. uh, <laughs> to, to be that well-rounded is, is great, but it depends on the kids. It's putting an awful lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. If your kid's playing a sport and they want you to hit a home run every time instead of a single or a ground out, that's asking an awful lot of a kid. Just get them in there, see what they can do, what their potential and capacity is for that particular endeavor. So Tyler, are you saying like are you are you saying more or less to to open the door for the kid and see if they want to learn those religions? Exactly, either one or the other. I mean, you want to have some, you know, build some faith in your kid one way or the other, but that's that's a little <laughs> that's asking a lot for a kid and it depends. Yes, exactly. Open the door. Okay. So yeah. And, and, and open a door and see what they say. Tyler, thank you so much for the call. David, David, I've got something else can I ask you? I want to check on you with something in regard to the uh, first guest you had. It's interrelated since I've been listening to you. It's always a big question in my mind when everybody has the, uh, the the formula for an awful lot of things that address whatever a person is looking to address in life, whether it's obesity, change of career, uh, financial, what have you. The thing, and would you agree with this or not, um, the endorphins, people don't mention the endorphins. It's an awful important thing. I don't hear people talking too much about it. The worst mm-hmm. times in my life has been, look, take a walk around the block. Get something moving. Get the joints, mm-hmm. the muscles, the blood. Get something circulating. Get something moving. Get that blood-brain barrier. Get that working. You know, you got L-carnitine. You've got some other things that she mentioned to cross right. that for the endorphin release. But it's, it's I mean, for the uh, serotonin release. But it's the endorphins right. that are awfully important. That's yep. only through exercise. You don't care what uh, Tyler, you Tyler, I, I, I'm on your side, bro. I'm I'm on your side 100%. As a matter of fact, the two fastest ways to release endorphins, number one is exercise, and number two, believe it or not, is meditation. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. And so, hey, Tyler, we're going to run, but call us back another time, okay? Thank you. I would love to talk to you again. 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Ken in Texas. Ken, you're on with David Essel. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Hey, very good. How are you, Ken? Good. Here's one for you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Thank you, my man. <laughs> hey, my my opinion on uh, the couple that wants to teach either Judaism or Christ, uh, Catholic yeah. is both faiths are going to be richer because the Jewish, if you're studying the Old Testament, you get all the Jewish uh, religion, Jewish faith, right? And as you're studying the New Testament, you're getting all Christianity because it came out of the Old Testament, and Jesus was the Jew. R- right on. So, so, so Ken, what you're saying is, yes, you're, you're you're siding with the wife and saying, let's have the kids raised in both religions, correct? I would say yes, because uh, 
and it's not it shouldn't be harder because you're studying the old and the new testament you teach your children uh the whole bible not just half of it yep i can can i think that's a very valid point i thank you so much for your call today can i make one more comment really quick yes if we had more of the studying of both and putting it together we'd have a lot less problems in the world and in the middle east because uh they're more um understanding of both sides which are pretty much the same thing ken i love that concept I love that the more we know about a variety of different religions, the more compassionate understanding we will be. You are dead on. For the rest of our callers, hang in there. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to be coming back. So everyone who's in the lineup, hang in. We're going to get to as many as you can, but don't lose your spot. You'll never get back. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Show. David Essel Alive, celebrating 21 years. 1-800-548-8255. I am David Essel. Stay right there. David Essel Alive, proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, XM 168, XM Channel 168, streaming live at davidessel.com or talkdavid.com, and also on your iPhone, smartphone, etc. So uh, here's the question. It's a holiday stress couple, two children, the husband from a previous marriage, one child from the wife with a previous child uh, marriage. The woman is Jewish. The guy is Catholic. She wants to raise kids in both religions. He says it's too much work. What do you think? Texas, Allison, you're on with David Essel. David, um, from experience, family experience, you can teach people about all religions, and I'm all for it, but when it comes down to prep, Practicing an actual religion, there becomes a split. My brother, I I am Jewish. I married a Jewish person. It's very easy for me to decide. I teach my children about all religions. My brother is Jewish and married a Catholic girl, and he thought he could do both. And when it came down to actually practicing a religion, he had to make a decision, and he decided to convert, convert to Christianity because there are differences when it comes down to practicing a religion. Sure, sure. So, like I said, I believe in in teaching all about all the religions, but if you really want to live by a religion, you're going to have to make a choice of something. Yeah, interesting. Now, does does your brother, does he have any regrets over converting to Catholicism? No, because he feels he's at least given his uh, his kids a foundation, and that's what he wanted. And whether it be, you know, Christianity or Judaism, that's all I cared about, and that's all he cared about. And he just realized, you know, when you first get married, it's like, oh, we can do everything. We can have a Christmas tree and a menorah. Well, yeah, you can, but when you get down to actually where the religion takes you, it's two different places. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that, that, I think the end result is kind of difficult to to blend, isn't it? The end result, right. because the the two religions have two totally different end results. Not not that one is right or one is wrong. Right, They're exactly. Just very, yeah, Allison, I'm so glad you called with your own experience. That makes this show so much richer. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Let's go from Texas to Illinois. Harry, you're on with David Essel. 
sir. Uh, my comment is, I mean, I got a couple of questions first. Do they got married in a Christian church or rabbi did uh, You know, I don't. They they didn't put that in their note, Harry. I'm not sure. That's very important. First of all, a second. Uh, his kids got father's last name or mother's last name. Fathers. Okay, that 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 explained already. It it should be father's side. Whatever okay, he. So- uh, when, even if rabbi, uh, do ceremony, I'm sorry for my English, of course. Yeah. Uh, rabbi said to a woman, if you're gonna be, uh, humble to your husband, you know, and she said yes, bottom line. And, uh, husband get responsibility to be a husband, to be a man of the family. Right. Men got, uh, woman got no right to, uh, change kids' religion. Interesting, interesting. Now, Harry, um, do you know this because you are practicing Judaism, or are you are you a rabbi yourself? No, no, no. I'm uh, Armenian. I'm a uh, Christian. My wife is Armenian. My kids also Christian. But uh, uh, I hear that in India they go by mother's last name. Okay. I mean, okay. Armenian- so what you're saying? So, Harry, what you're saying is if if the wife married the, the Christian man in your belief system and she took right. his last name, then she should be the one to follow his religious path. Is that what you're saying in a nutshell? That's exactly what I'm saying. Besides that, Armenians are first nationality who officially, as a nation, become Christian. Our last name ends with IAN, which is indi- indicate Christianity. How can you gotcha. change your last name be, uh, which, which your last name indicates that you're Christian and you be, uh, other religion practicing other religion? Harry, I want to thank you because you've, you opened up another avenue for people to think about. Thank you so much for the call. And we have one minute left. Let's go to North Carolina. Colin, you're on with David Essel. Colin, it's uh, David. It's Colin, man. How are you? Colin, very nice to hear from you in North Carolina. Hey, we've got 60 seconds, bro. What's your thought on this? Hey, um, you know, with kids of my own, and and you know my my parenting techniques, I I think it's underestimated that that the mental capacity that kids are able to absorb and work with things and talk about. Uh, different ty- uh, types of topics, as well as be able to celebrate or recognize them within life. It's up to us as the parents to present it as to what they're going to be absorbing and how each thing is, is worked with. And, you know, as usual, listening to your show, some of the previous callers definitely added some extra bonus to that. And I really thank them. Allison and the previous caller were both very informative on thoughts as well. Um, but really, as parents, you know, it's up to us how much we're going to put into them and, and how the kids respond is where we should really take the paths of what they're learning on. Yeah, it's it's interesting what because Allison and then a previous gentleman uh called up saying, you know, that he thought we should open it up to the children to allow them to experience both and then to make their decision. And Allison had a very interesting point too, Colin, that you just brought up about the fact that you know the two religions have such a different end result. Um, that learning about both of them are amazing. Practicing them both at the same time could be challenging. Colin, thank you so much. Great to have you a part of the show. Hey, thank you, David. Have a great night. All right, bro, you too. 800-548-8255, Rockin' America. Remember, 
This show is about helping you make the best decisions in life. I'm David Essel. Stay there.